you know, that part of Macbeth's tomorrow and tomorrow speech. The part at the end where he says, it is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I'm starting to feel like an idiot. I mean, what am I even doing with this whole recording thing? Why am I bothering? Putting this story out into the world, how is, how is this even helping Mel's? What am I hoping for? For someone who does know what happened to hear it and think, he can't. That poor lady needs to know the truth. I must tell her what I know right away. I mean... I guess that is the reason I'm doing this. Part of it started as a way to help me deal with all of it. A form of therapy, I guess. But in the end, it feels like it has done nothing but cause trouble. And and also, now I really want to listen to the Hamilton soundtrack for like the 500th time because of that one line and take a break where Hamilton is the, yeah, you know, okay. I keep getting distracted, I'm distracted. Pull yourself together, Penelope. Pull it together. Pull it together. Oh, okay. So, um, I have updates. I guess. Uh, those updates being that while people have stopped sending me the shiny twins, I'm now getting weirder looks on the street, which is, you know. So much fun. Thanks, anyone. And everyone. Really feeling the love. Listen. The thing here is this. I get it. I actually, I honestly, truly get it. I get why people stare. I get the muttering, the weird looks. This doesn't happen all the time. And... I have rather vo been rather vocal about what happened, especially with the last episode I put up. I'm putting myself out there and setting myself up for questions galore. 
And it is natural to be curious about something you don't see happen that often, especially in the town where nothing happens. Which, in turn, is also an explanation for another issue that has popped up lately. Which is that there is a reporter from the local paper who is taking to calling me every single day, relentlessly, to interview me. I say it with air quotes. As much as I can understand why they would think I know more than I say, the reality is I have talked about all I know. Anything they want to know is in the episodes I release, in the interviews and statements I gave after it happened. Unless they want to try hypnotherapy with me, but I've tried, and surprise, surprise, it doesn't work on me. I don't see what else I could possibly say or do to convince this person to leave me alone. I've said all I'm going to say. have been honest with what I remember of that day, and if some people aren't satisfied with what I have said and the facts that I've given so far, I mean, no, they, they haven't explained what happened to her, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let me assure all of you right now that no one is more frustrated by this than yours truly. I have not felt this aggravated or frustrated over anything since watching the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie for the first time. Oh boy. Listen. I get it. Trust me. I have thousand questions myself. Namely, where the hell did she go? <laughs> I know that is the big question out there, obviously. But I mean, where they, it, whatever, or whoever took her, whatever happened, where did she go after? There's only so many places for a person to get off that property. <laughs> Only one road out, and the police and a search party looked everywhere for clues about which way whoever or whatever took her could have gone, and they, they found nothing. So that must mean she's still on the property, right? Right? She's, she's still there. But where? Where could she possibly be that hasn't already been turned upside down by the police during the search? Every inch of that property was searched and nothing. And if you had asked me right after her disappearance what I thought might be the answer, I would have given you some solid, something solid. Or I... What a fear the worst. That she's dead and scattered. 
if you'd asked me if I thought something different, something supernatural, I would have asked you if you were alright or if, you know, had smoked something recently. I'm not judging. Like, listen, I have an open mind, but there are some things that are a bit too much to handle. And the idea that it was supernatural entities or some sci-fi fantasy explanation, even in this town, that feels like it would be pushing the limits of believability. But I can hear many of you say to your listening devices, and I say many with air quotes because the reality is it is probably five or ten people on average. What about your supposed experience with supernatural phenomenon? What about all the things you learned in your research that you discussed last time? To which I would probably, you know, fair. And that at the time of her disappearance, I wasn't really considering that. As for now, I would like to ask the listening public to consider the absurdity of going to the police and telling them I think a ghost or some supernatural whatever took my best friend. That is an easy way for people to think I'm either drunk, high, or off my mind. And I already have people giving me weird looks on the street. Sure. Weird stuff happens in this town. But it's usually explainable. And even when it isn't, we choose to ignore it and go on with our lives because that's just how it is. The idea that this might be the work of a cult hasn't completely been dismissed either, which in a weird way somehow makes me feel even more uncomfortable. Yes, I know, that doesn't help my case of not being out of my mind, but I have good reason. <laughs> Listen, the supernatural can be scary and unsettling. It is one reason we love to delve into it through stories and through visuals. But the thing is, this world, it's scary enough as it is with its realities. We kind of just accept it and do not ever delve into the unreal. We imagine scary monsters and ghosts, bring them to life through pen and paper and print and voice. We paint horrific images, but the truth is something much darker. The truth is something we don't want to acknowledge, and that is that the real monsters, the scariest monsters we experience are ones we see on a daily basis, and they're other human beings. 
we as a species do so much damage to the world and to each other and it is truly terrifying and that is why a part of me hopes that this is the work of something supernatural because the thought that this is the work of another human being knowingly bringing harm to another human being to many other human beings the idea that they took Mel's for whatever purpose in such a terrifying brutal manner that something that they did something I that is something that shakes me to my bones and the idea that these same people could still be in the area in town watching the aftermath of this watching the pain it brought and seeing nothing there hasn't been a single peep from who or whatever took her since that day it's already being considered a cold case by the higher-ups in the sheriff's department which is disappointing but in many ways understandable I'm not going to give up though Mel's family deserves answers. I deserve answers. Mel deserves justice. Which is why I'm, I'm never going to stop looking. Even if it gets me into trouble. Even if... Even... Even if it ends up being the last thing I do, which... It... It very, very well, maybe. Um, <laughs> God. I keep <laughs> dropping into cliches. I am Penelope, queen of bad mystery cliches. Long may I, uh, rain. Hashtag queen of cliches. <sighs> Look. In the interest of being truthful, I have actually had a warning given to me by the police to stop talking about what I find out in this ongoing mystery. I have been warned to stop talking about it. I have been warned to stop looking into it, period. But, you know, after this long, I think the police are resigning themselves to me being a pain in their collective asses. Small towns wonder, y'all. I got a call from one of the deputies, Mason, I believe it was. Hi, Mason. If you're listening to this, I hope Mr. Snuffle's cough cleared up. Yeah. Told me that the danger in doing what I am doing lies in getting certain people riled up, 
whatever certain people means. That people become obsessive and take things the wrong way. That I am potentially putting a target on my back for whatever or whoever it is. And I added the whatever. I. He, he didn't say whatever. I. I guess I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a target for the, the what or the who or the. Whoever took her might be after me. But, uh. But the. <laughs> The thing is, it's been months. It's creeping up on a year now, and I'm still here, not missing. And I have been back to the estate quite a few times since. Still here. No doors opening by themselves. No ghosts. It's a bit boring, actually. Come on, universe. I mean, if we're gonna go with the full cliche mode, you should have tried to kill me or kidnap me like ten times by now, right? Nothing. Nada. Not even a flat tire or a weird note in my mailbox besides the letter sent to me by my own mother. And even then, it wasn't really a threat. It was a, look how much weirder your life is than you originally believed. I still have nightmares sometimes. But, um, even those are becoming fewer and fewer and way far in between. It's like the universe is battling it out between making me the last girl in a mystery and trying to make me move on and drop all of this. I don't want to be the last girl and I'm not going to drop this. Ever. The worry from the police is nice, but you know, they have nothing to fear from me. I, I'm... I'm a speck in the wide vastness that is the mystery of what happened to Melody, Melody, Melody. Oh God, my nerves are getting to me. What happened to Melody Silverton? Maybe, um, maybe not so much a speck as a, as a, guys, everyone, people, I, I think I'm being followed. I know, I know. Me. You've got to be kidding me. How do you know you're being followed? How do we know you're not being overdramatic? Is this a cry for help? Well, yes. It, it kind of is a cry for help because... Oh, guys, 
the reality of all of this is I'm getting scared. I'm only human and there are only so many ways and so many things that can pile up in such a small span of time before my bravery and resolve start to crack and I start to get scared. I hear footsteps behind me when I walk down an empty street. And then as soon as I start to turn around, the sound vanishes. When the street is full of people, I, I get that creeping feeling in the back of my neck. The one that signals run deep, deep down in your psyche. The feeling that I'm being followed, being watched. My danger meters are on high at all times because of my anxiety, because of Mel's disappearance, because I am a woman in a world that is filled with people who seem determined to make me unsafe. And those levels have spiked in the last, uh, well, last, uh, three, three months? Yeah, yeah. Three months sounds right. At night, I, I've developed a fear of the noises that come from outside my window. The only time I feel even remotely safe is when I'm surrounded by people. And even then, even then, the fear that bubbles deep in my gut is so unsettling that I can't help but wonder what the town thinks of my appearance now. It sounds it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but I'm 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 not crazy. I'm not. I'm not crazy. I I am not. I I am not crazy. I I'm not. I. I can't be. I'm not. I'm not crazy, guys. I, I'm not. I really. The frick? What? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. What the fuck?